Abbott Elementary Season 2, Episode 18, Teacher Appreciation, and Season 2, Episode 19, Festival are over. The class is now in session here at Abbott Elementary, a post-show recap. Of course, it's me, Chappelle, and I am so excited to talk to you about the most two, sorry, two most recent episodes of Abbott Elementary as we get closer to the end of Season 2. And with me, someone with a 100% approval rate and with naturally long, luxurious lashes, the universally beloved and adored <laughs> Principal Gia Worthy. What's up, Gia? Put some respect on my name! <laughs> <laughs> I see you're doing well. <laughs> Thank you. I I have had a lovely past couple of weeks, and let me tell you, these two episodes were exactly what I needed to heighten my life experience, let us say, because this was... Such a banger of episodes together. I loved them. They were addressing some of the things that I wanted to touch upon. And we got to see like the entire, not just our main cast, but the entire school, like the ensemble of characters we have come to know and love at this point, playing roles in both episodes. And I really hope that this is a sign of what is to come in future episodes. I totally agree. I love the episodes. I think I watched one like I think I watched the festival one at least three times. It was just like I was like just turn it on. It just came became a comfort show at that point because yep. it's avid and it's great. But you're totally right. You and I, you know, with our backgrounds in education and just our upbringing, we've been talking about some of the issues that they have like in Abbott, you know, the systemic issues and the charter school and all that mm -hmm. stuff. And then they just pushed that conversation to the forefront in this episode. And I was like, yes, this is what we've been saying. So mm -hmm. it felt really, really good to hear that conversation happening. And I hope they opened some eyes for people who did not know those things about charter schools, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I have said before, you know, I know, uh, some woman tried to cancel Quinta Brunson earlier this week for <laughs> later last week. I can't remember, but <laughs> it's all a blur. But that the fact that Quinta has gone to a charter school for high school and enjoyed her experience. I also have gone to a charter school during my high school years and also really enjoyed my time at that high school. But yeah, this is something that I feel like even if you love something, it does not mean that it is above critique. And Quinta brings up some really strong points here. And I think it is beneficial for us to have somebody that has experienced a charter school be able to add to the conversation about why these schools can be so harmful, especially to the public school system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I saw that tweet exchange and I was like, dude, who do I need to tell? Who do I need to yell at? You know what I'm saying? Like, leave Quinta alone. Um <laughs> I had the popcorn I, ready and everything because she was eating her up. I can't even remember this woman's name, but she learned. Yeah, and her name doesn't matter. I'm sure she's irrelevant, <laughs> to me at least. I'm sure it's something dumb. Like <laughs> I won't give an example because if I say someone's name, they'll be mad at me. But, right, but but yeah. yes, lady with the dumb name, we see you. Yeah. We definitely mm -hmm. see you. Um, Ghetto as hell. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> moving on. Um, thank you all for listening, of course, to Abbott Elementary and for uh, Abbott Elementary a post show recap and subscribing to our Abbott Elementary uh, post show recaps feed. Um, we appreciate all our listeners and we appreciate the five star reviews. So keep them coming. Um, you know, like I said, Gina Boo said, funny, witty, attractive. As a hot person, I love the show and the podcast, you know, because yes. this podcast is for hot people, you know? <laughs> this is Us and Pod Friends are the two podcasts confirmed for hot people. It has been mm -hmm. proven. So if you listen to this, congratulations. You're hot. <laughs> you made it. Um, so, uh, yeah, again, we appreciate all our listeners. And uh, I do have to do a, like a little tiny apology because this is coming out a little bit later than we would like. But I'm going to lie to you right now and say it's because there is a two week break between episodes. Um, <laughs> there is no episode this week coming up and then there's no episode next week. The next episode is going to be on April 5th, my birthday. And so uh, happy birthday to me, but also there's no Abbott content for a little bit. So strap in for these two episodes because we're not going to get a little bit more for a while. 
I am very excited. So we don't know what the episode titles for the last two episodes are, but the one coming up on Chappelle's birthday is actually named after you because it's called Educator of the Year. And I assume there will be so much drama, so much unnecessary commentary from the ensemble cast. And, uh, you know, hopefully still no one gets molly whopped, but to be determined. Yes, and I know we should, we're supposed to be talking about these two episodes, but Gia, if you have a guess, who would you say is going to win this uh, titular uh, educator of the year? Because I we have a bunch of, uh, you know, know, established teachers. Who do you think is going to take home the prize? So, I mean, it should be Mr. Johnson. Do you know how many classes he subs? Right. Uh, and I feel like the person from this cast that has given us the most hard truths throughout the season has definitely been Ava, but I'm sure we will discuss that more in depth as we get to the end of the season. But however, honestly, I feel like they want us to think that it's Quinta and I don't have, or Janine, I guess I will say that Mm -hmm. is getting this award. And I obviously she would definitely deserve it. Uh, I'm wondering though, there's something hinting to me, like maybe Melissa. You know, well, she did teach two classes simultaneously, yeah. like two grades. Um, we haven't seen the sidekick Ashley, the teacher's aide, in forever. <laughs> I don't know, like where did she go? She left because she was afraid of conflict after she screwed everything up and never came back. Um, so uh, Melissa has been doing a lot of good work. There have been some really high moments here for Jacob uh, as well. We saw with the black history stuff um, and he's been learning a lot. Um, and then of course, you know, who could count out Barbara? You know, she's Barbara. <laughs> I feel like Barbara is like, she's like the Meryl Streep of the educator of the year <laughs> award. She's probably been nominated a million times and it has yes, like a did. wall mm-hmm. full full of plaques like Barbara has had her time she could be nominated again she could win again Mm -hmm. I feel like that's very fair but I don't know I feel like in terms of all the teachers that we have seen we've gotten a couple big moments from Melissa but not in the same way I feel that we have gotten from the other teachers here and I do Mm -hmm. love that Abbott spreads their storylines out amongst all of their teachers so i'm kind of hopeful that melissa gets it what if mr morton gets it though and then jacob is just pissed for 22 minutes (laughs) yeah see that's that's what i'm talking about quality tv but like who are we fooling us like we can't fool ourselves here ava's winning it and she deserves it she's taking it she nominated herself right and she probably stuffed the ballot and that's okay we support it Mm -hmm. yeah that is innovative thinking ingenuity if you will you know (laughs) so so we're you know just forecasting but we will get to that episode uh later on we have to get to the one in front of us so we're going to talk about abbott elementary season two episode 18 teacher appreciation right after a word from our sponsors so we'll be right back after this okay so this cold opening, I don't have, I don't think I've talked about a cold opening in a minute because there's some, they're very funny, but this cold opening had me rolling because Gregory comes in with that big ass Pharrell hat, like the Arby's thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was done. Um, I, Why? Why was the rim so big? <laughs> and of course it worked for Mr. Johnson, but everybody ain't Mr. Johnson. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't, you can't do what he do. Yeah, no, we can't all be Mr. Johnson, but like, I know this was for comedy, but Mr. Johnson did really look better in that hat than Gregory. It just did not look the same. It did not have the same swagger to it. Like the hat was wearing Gregory and it did feel very park ranger like. And that is not what we need from Gregory. Like uh, Gregory was doing a little too much here. Yeah, I've been the guy with the hat before. So, you know, um, as a, a black man, people have taught me, you know, you have to wear certain things to work and this, that, and other. But when I started working in higher ed, I was always putting myself in more relaxed positions so I could kind of do business cash, you know. Uh, and and then I used to be a waver. I used to, like, brush my hair a lot and wear my do-rag all the time, you know, keep the braids fresh. Um, but that takes a lot of work. And you got – and sometimes, you know, if you haven't had a touch-up, a little edge-up every now and then, mm-hmm. it gets kind of hairy up there. It's not it's not great. So I thought I could find a business casual hat that I could wear to work. 
so that but would nobody would be like why are you wearing a hat like that's against dress code you know like i tried to tie it in and i felt so dumb <laughs> throughout the whole day dude <laughs> like, yeah Rule of thumb, hats are not for work. Like there's no. just, there's no reason to wear a hat at work. There's no hat that looks good in a work setting. I will occasionally wear a beanie at work for mm -hmm. the days where I'm not required to be professional, but I got a lot of hair. So there's a lot to work with and it's not always going to be in its best shape. So that is like the one exception. And I also live in Massachusetts, so it gets very cold here and I, it has refused to stop snowing. So <laughs> therefore, I have a lot of different rules for my hat wardrobe than Chappelle, what you would ha uh, have to face in the hard streets of Texas. Yeah. It'll, yeah. If I, it gets that cold to where it's snowing every day in Texas, I'm leaving Texas. Like there will be no Chappelle in Texas. I don't do this the cold. At then all. what's the point of living in Texas if it snows there? Thank you. That's all I've been trying to tell you. Anyway, so it's a teacher appreciation week, and all the students are sliding the teachers' tokens of their appreciation. This scene is the first time I've ever felt insecure as an educator because I normally just use teachers' appreciation day as a way to get like discounts at Chipotle. Um, and I didn't know students gave you gifts. Uh, maybe this is a Philly thing, but in Texas, students don't care about you. They're not going to appreciate you. Like the district just says it's appreciation week and then you get discounts. That's what it is for me, Gia. Yeah, that is, yeah. I mean, I'm not technically an educator in the same way, but I think it's more of like a little kid thing that their parents will get them things and they bring it to the teachers. Because let's be honest, teenagers are not bringing mm -mm. Any, to, any type of gift or anything to their teachers, especially not with their own money. Absolutely not. <laughs> and I, the most unrealistic thing about this, portion of it was seeing people like Jacob get appreciation gifts because like that's around the age range where I would expect teachers to stop getting things. Yeah, he's got the older kids, but they apparently really appreciate these teachers, which is very odd, knowing that, like, what we're about to do for the next two episodes. Yes. And so it's like, all the kids love the teachers. Let's shut the school down. Yes. Um, so um, the staff says Teachers Appreciation Day is a scam used to placate the teachers. They get a ton of stuff from the students, but nothing from the district. It would really matter more if the district, you know, paid them more or, you know, worked them less, gave them more time off etc etc um and i was today years old when i realized that um you know teachers appreciation day was created to keep teachers from quitting um just like and, mother's day <laughs> yes we don't want our mothers to quit um and to that i say wow like teachers need to stand up stand up damn it because <laughs> we should not go through all of this for a half off burrito at chipotle damn it i just i just don't know how i missed this they've been they've been stringing me along every year Gia. and like first of all half off like that is not we deserve a it's, free it's, burrito <laughs> at chipotle like right. at the very least don't charge us for guac during that week like what the hell are you all doing here fill my chip bag up that's all i, I ask Put the more chips in the bag. Why is there so much air in there? That's all I'm saying. I shouldn't have uh. to pay for queso during Teachers Appreciation Week. It's just, it, it's just not proper decorum. Have some respect. Exactly. Um, so elsewhere, Janine is throwing a game night for her sister. Now, we've kind of met the sister now a little bit, but in this episode, we get a lot of sister time. Yes. And, yeah. And I'd love to hear your opinion about that when we get to it. Um, mm -hmm. So Janine uh, wants to throw this game night. And she, of course, wants Gregory and Jacob to come. And this is surprisingly exciting for Gregory, who apparently really loves board games, except Settlers of Catan. Are you a Catan girl? I have played Settlers of Catan before, and I like it, but I don't feel like... I know people that really like Settlers of Catan, and I just don't think I could be one of those people. Yeah, I it's don't like, know her. Yeah, it's like drinking. Like, I wouldn't do it every night, wink, wink, but then also, like, when it's with friends every once in a while, it's enjoyable. Yeah, Dwight from The uh, Survivor is just like the king of Catan, apparently, uh, based apparently. on his tweet. Yeah. So mm, I don't know. Uh, so I don't do, I don't do games because I'm grown, you know, no, I'm joking. But, um, <laughs> but I will No, You know what my board game is though? Clue. Mm -hmm. I love uh, Clue. I've never played Clue. 
I, Chappelle, we got to play Clue at some yeah. point. It feels so like something I'll be good at. Set the RJP live event. We're just going to play Clue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we won't, def we definitely won't be drinking wink, wink. wink, uh, wink. So <laughs> take a shot every time you guess <laughs> Colonel Mustard. <laughs> I'll be guessing every round. So Janine is excited for the chance to bond with her sister and hang out. Now that they're like, they're mature adults. But apparently Janine's mom thinks Aisha is lost in the Rockies somewhere. So I was still trying to figure out when we are going to get this whole family dynamic. Do you, do you think we're ever going to have the three of them on screen at the same time? I don't. I have been going back and forth about this because we, with the sister, we got her, see her picture. Like we've seen her face earlier and she has been alluding to her. We don't have any information about Janine's mom other or even indication that they are talking other than the parent teacher conference episode in season one where Janine tries to reach out to her mom and does not get any response so we know that it's very rocky we know that they the, the relationship between all three is not great a little bit better between Janine and uh her sister but it almost feels like I don't even know if the show necessarily feels like they know what they want to do with this relationship between her mom yet, like who they want to play her mom, whether they're going to want to have an episode where her mom shows up or if she's always just going to be kind of like this concept, this absentee parent. But this is kind of the biggest mystery to me right now. I kind of hope that we will get an episode down the line where we at least get to see Janine's mom, but I'm not sure, but I would like closure. I like, this is, this is our family now, Chappelle. We need to know all the details. We got to go. We got to find out. Uh, we'll circle back to the Janine storyline because I do want to talk about this teacher's appreciation meeting. Um, so Ava calls an emergency meeting for all the teachers to come uh, and determine who will be getting the 76ers tickets. Um, we see a lot of jockeying for position here. Barbara feels like she should, she's a native of Philly, so she should get the tickets. Gregory feels like he has claim to the tickets. But since everybody wants the tickets, Ava says, uh, let's just give it to Janine because she ain't got no friends. And that was, <laughs> I like that. I, that was a good joke. I, was, I wasn't ready for that one. Um, so I was thinking, you know, Ava, I, why don't Ava just take them? But, you know, she really wanted to give them away to the teachers. Look at Ava doing the, doing the right thing. I... Here. See, okay, I was thinking about this too. So I'm like, why would she even tell them about these tickets if there's only two of them available? But I feel like she is assuming that since they are uh, floor seats, they are, you know, like the whatever court side, whatever they're mm. called, uh, that whoever gets these tickets would like the board would be able to see them. So, and I think Ava's a little smarter than that. Like she knows when she could get caught. Yeah, I, I was waiting on the twist, though. I was waiting for Ava to be like, you know, it's just me. Uh, so, um, yeah, so to prevent a good old-fashioned bare-knuckle fist fight, the teachers decide to vote on who they think should get the tickets. And in my mind, I was like, there's no way that this vote can work because they're all going to vote for themselves, right? Uh, but quickly, the collusion starts. So... The nerds on the second floor link up, and we know that uh, Mr. Morden and Jacob just aren't normally on the same page. But since they have to walk up the stairs and deal with the mouthy teenagers, they feel like they have claim to the tickets. And, Gia, that was the best argument to me because, yeah, the teenagers does it. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Typical man behavior. You know, <laughs> like, I would rather deal with teenagers than little kids personally that is just i mean i work at a college so that's probably a little obvious there it was like mm -hmm. kindergarten was not my calling but I, I don't know i wouldn't say that barbara's job is like the most important because she prepares them for the rest of the school but like she does have the job i would like to do the least so yes. and like that includes Mr. Johnson's job as a janitor. <laughs> so I I do feel like there is a little bit of validation there. Honestly, though, like the most, like the biggest argument to me is like Melissa's teaching two classes. So yeah. let her and the drug lady, the health teacher go together. We'll call it a day. Yes, Miss Pinkney shows up, and I was just like, are we supposed to know her? Because I love her. Um, she's like, I keep the kids off the drugs, the tobacco, and the vape. Uh, give me the tickets. Um, so it does feel like someone's going to get mollywopped, 
but um, the winner of the ticket ends up to be announced to be Mr. Johnson, which, Gia, the correct choice, right? This could not have been any better for me. For all the Mr. Johnson fans out there, we have finally gotten our day. This feels like a huge win for Philly and therefore the world. Yeah. I was concerned that the teachers would just vote for themselves, but I think it was against the rules to vote for yourself. So they all voted for Mr. Johnson. So they didn't have to vote for each other, Um, which that's very clever. I'm not going to lie to you. I was, I I hadn't thought about that. Just throw your vote away and hope that like someone votes for you. That's pretty cool. Um, That was, uh, this is very like a survivor Samoa, like Natalie white win of like the unexpected winner, but the deserving winner. Let Uh, us, Yeah, we yeah. let us not mistake that, but like the correct <laughs> choice was made, but perhaps it was an unconventional journey to get there. Yeah, and of course the teachers, you know, they kind of look at this Mr. Johnson thing as a win and they say, you know, we haven't been working as a team. And the real bad guy here is the district because they've pretty much torn the teachers apart just by dropping these tickets off. Uh, eventually the main cast of teachers is back together and making sure people like Mr. Borden remembers that he can't sit with them. That was so funny. They're sitting in, in the teacher's lounge. They all had this day. They they you know They've got the ticket thing figured out. It's kind of like settling down. You think that we could bond over this moment? And they're giving Mr. Morton like the go away face. <laughs> I know Jacob felt so powerful in that moment. But <laughs> I I loved it. I hope we get to see more of Mr. Morton in the future. Because we saw him in the next episode as well. And just like the dynamics going back and forth. I'm kind of loving it. Yeah. Uh, the teachers have to remind themselves that the paycheck and the district are not why they come to work. The students and peers are all they have, and they all appreciate each other a lot. So it's still annoying to Barbara that the district can't just get them some, you know, a gift card to Buffalo Wild Wings. But Gia, once again, Mr. Johnson, who gets the good stuff, uh, ends up with those two. (laughs) Everything Barbara wanted and more is now Mr. Mm -hmm. Johnson's. I will say I do like the fact that when we have these episodes where we get to see everybody shine, but then also, like, the bad guy at the end of the day is the people that are not providing them with the resources that they need. And like Mm -hmm. teacher appreciation day, shouldn't the teachers feel appreciated? Yes. Are they going to? No, they only give two tickets to split between what? Like 30, 40 people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's no appreciation there at all. Um, Mm -hmm. So that kind of wraps up that storyline. I wanted to get that one out of the way because uh, you know where the real drama is. We finally get Janine's sister, Aisha, in in person. And um, she shows up to Janine's cozy apartment. Um, Aisha looks very uncomfortable with the idea of hanging out with Janine from Jump. And then she tells her that she has uh, plans with other people. So this is weird to me because tell me if I'm tripping, but it feels like it's hella weird and rude to use someone for their home, make plans without letting them know. Like, I don't know. That just felt like, unless you, she said you could crash at my place, you know, that's yeah. different than, hey, you're coming to visit me, you know? Yeah. It does feel a little weird, but, and also like, I know Aisha is from, Philly, you know, mm. so she probably, yeah, that makes sense. She has friends there. I feel like just a heads up would have been nice. So Janine doesn't just like make all these plans. Like I've had my sister stay with me before when she was visiting and she doesn't live particularly far away that like Colorado to Philly, but I've had my sister stay with me before and like we would do like an activity together and she would just like, let me know ahead of time, like what her other plans are. Cause she has friends in this area, but like, let a girl know. Like, we mm-hmm. just we just got to know. So yeah. then I don't have to make all these plans and then have to cancel them because you decided you wanted to go do something different. Right. And luckily for her, or for I guess for Janine, the game night will be tomorrow. So they don't have to worry about that right then. Um, at school, later on, we find out that Janine actually never told her sister that she, did, like, she even had plans for her. So maybe this is just a miscommunication because, you know, like, you could be upset with me for not telling you that I have plans. But also, you also I can't read your mind. You know, I can't just be yeah. like sitting around thinking, oh, well what are you going to do for me now that I'm visiting? You know, like you you have to kind of communicate better. I do feel like, and let us not forget earlier in the season, Janine was the one that called Aisha to say, Hey, if you still want to come visit, then Mm -hmm. I'd love to have you still. So like this could definitely have just been 
like many problems here, this is like another big problem that, you know, we still don't have conclusion on. This could all be solved with some good old fashioned, honest communication, touching base with everyone, recognizing that like, okay, this is what my idea of the week is going to go. What is yours? And figure out where it all goes between. But, you know, Janine's not doing all that. She's not she's not good at talking to people. It's just not her strong suit. And that's unfortunate. It is uh, because now we have game night and we see the board games are on They're They're, they're in it. You know, these are, I guess they're very competitive when it comes to this. We're hearing stories from Aisha and Jacob. Uh, he's, he's just beating their ass and whatever the game is, it's called drought. Only he knows how to play it. I will never play this game. I have no ambition to play this game, but it I look did, terrible. Yeah. It looked awful. Uh, but I did like that. The game night is BYOBG, which stands for, Bring your own board game, not bring your own black Gregory Gia. Or is it black Gia? You know? <laughs> Gregory looked ready to fight the moment. <laughs> I mean, it it was a it's a charge statement. I won't say that it's problematic, but it's like, you know. What else could it have possibly meant? I get it. I get it. <laughs> That's a lot of letters. I'm just saying. It um, is. It is. Uh, honestly, Quint again, Quinta or Janine, not good at communication. So she needs to make it clear. Like you say, BYOBG, let us know before Jacob starts saying all kinds of nonsense. Right. You got to throw Jacob a bone for sure. Um, so basically, they have no drinks because Janine did not prepare for this. She's making short island iced teas. So and eventually, Aisha goes and offers them beer. Uh, and then Gregory, Jacob, and Erica, who I love, who is like, if oh, we have I to rank the characters, she's up there with Mr. Johnson for me. I mean, like, it's neck and neck, I think, you know? Now, Erica, I'm glad you brought this up because I've been thinking about this for weeks now. Mm -hmm. But now... Erica has the disadvantage of only being on season two. She was not a character in season one. We were not aware of her greatness yet. But everyone needs an Erica. We all mm -hmm. need an Erica in our lives because she brings us to Earth, but then also is the one that's going to be all up in everybody's business. And that is the type of friend you want on your side. So I think for me right now, I would agree if we're ranking characters, which I love, I love a good ranking. It would mm -hmm. be definitely Ava first, obviously. Of course. Mr. Johnson, Erica, huge drop everyone else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that oh. is not to say that like the likes of Barbara and Melissa are not fantastic characters either. They are just not Ava, Mr. Johnson or Erica. And that is not their fault. Yeah, because that's going to be hard to reach. So here, Janine is giving off the vibe that, um, like, she's feeling that this time with Aisha is kind of, like, weird. Aisha's making moves that, like, at Janine's expense on the game. She tells her that she can't win the game if she can't if she's taking care of herself. Uh, and this triggers the attitude in Janine. So, you know, this was a very charged statement. Aisha says, you are so busy trying to take care of other things that you can't take care of yourself. And for the second time in the episode, I thought someone was about to get mollywopped because it got really tense. Um, and I guess this is like what the Janine is. She's upset with Aisha because she feels abandoned by her. Is that what she's at? That's what she's getting at with I these like, like, statements. Yeah, I feel like Janine feels like she's always had to be the mediator between the likes of her mom and Aisha. And from what we have seen in past episodes and also like the fact that she seems to try to be the glue that holds everyone together. But then it seems like as we're learning a little bit more about Aisha as a teen that she was labeled as the irresponsible one. So while that, as we learn, it has a lot of burdens on Aisha, but I think Janine internalized it as like she is suffering because of Aisha's irresponsibility. Yeah, it's like um, Aisha was running. She was just running and hiding from the stuff, right? The, like the relationship with the mom, the uh, the burden of being, you know, the irresponsible one, not the the golden child of the family. And so for her, she was separating herself from, you know, these things that she didn't want to be a part of. But from Janine's perspective, it's like, you left me behind. You left when we needed you. You know, like, and it's not like you left, you like leaving mom, it's understandable because apparently mom is kind of, you know, she's kind of problematic. But Janine's like, but you left me. 
And they finally come to that kind of like to that agreement, you know, because I think Janina just never said the words that I'm not mad at you for leaving me with with mom to like to take care of mom. I'm mad at you for leaving me. And that's like a completely different conversation. Yeah, definitely. And again, this is something that isn't always easy to say. This is something that she has probably internalized for a very long time and has felt like this is her burden to bear. But Aisha had some of her own stuff to work through. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, this can your parent doesn't have to be as dysfunctional as Janine and Aisha's mom for this type of resentment to fester amongst families, especially when you have like multiple children involved like uh, sibling dynamics can be very complicated so I think that just like starting that conversation even if everything isn't particularly fixed is very helpful especially when siblings are willing to listen to one another like a more stubborn sibling would not be listening to all this but it shows a lot of growth and maturity between um, between Janine and Aisha that they're able to have this conversation and understand each other's perspective. Right. And it's not like they were best friends after, you know, it was just kind of like they could just stand in each other's truth without annoying the hell out of each other. Like, I understand that was your position. This is my position. We don't have to like, oh, now we can make up for years of being, uh, you know, estranged or whatever. It's just like kind of like, okay, I see it now. You know, I see Mm -hmm. where you're coming from. And it just hit me. This is the second sibling rivalry that we've had to deal with this season because I forgot about. Oh, my God. Yeah. That one um, was much that was one that one was much more lighthearted than this one. Which is wild because they were coming at each other's throats. Like here is like I felt like these two were gonna fight. I felt like those two were gonna like fight, you know, and it's different. <laughs> <laughs> those two, I felt like Janine and Aisha were like two seconds from bursting into tears every moment, every interaction that they had with one another. Uh, Krista Marie and Melissa were like always two seconds from just murdering each other on spot. (laughs) And that's how they show love. So it's so confusing. Yeah, but I do love it here. You know, (laughs) like I do I'm obsessed with them. I like (laughs) no notes on Melissa and Krista Marie. They are doing everything right. Yeah. And, and, you know, we have uh, Janine and Aisha doing stuff right here as well. Yeah, they're fine. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, eventually she comes to visit Janine at work and says that her office is very nice. It's very Janine. And she means that in a good way. And so they kind of awkwardly discuss their situation. And it's clear that although they're both different, they can still get along as siblings now that the air is clear. But in the meantime, my girl Erica, she's doing the, the type of journalism that I need. Okay, she's getting in there asking the hard hitting questions. Because she just basically comes out and asks Gregory, like, so what's up? Uh, mm-hmm. wh- what y'all been up to? What's been going on? Like, she, she like, kind of hints at it at first. But then, eventually, she's just like, so I heard the teacher's conference was fun. Through uh, Gregory's soul. Because she knows he's covering up for this. And I'm just happy that Janine has somebody to vent to about these kind of things. Mm-hmm. I love, first of all. I love that Jacob has absolutely no idea what is being mm-hmm. referred to. Like when three episodes ago, he finally realized that Gregory liked Janine in the first place. So I love this regressive behavior from him. It's fantastic. No notes. And I feel like we're follow me on this here. Erica mm-hmm. is the voice of the audience like she is for the people because she is asking the questions that if I was in this world of Abbott Elementary that I would want to be knowing these questions and as the nosy friend I feel I feel seen through Erica she is she is asking the questions that everyone wants to know but as a friend it is her responsibility to -hmm. know the answers to these questions yeah. And it catches Gregory off guard because, of course, he thought this was like, you know, the secret, you know, between him and Janine. But no, nah, Erica knows and she needed to let him know that she knew that he knew that she knew. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's why she was yeah. giving him that look. Um, And so the episode ends with the district finally showing up um, and presenting Ava with a petition to turn Abbott into a legendary charter uh, school. And for some reason... Gia, I was watching the episode and I completely forgot about Legendary Charter. I was just like, oh shit, that's still a thing. And so 
that became my primary, like that became like the big antagonist for me for the episode all of a sudden. But I had made it through the whole thing without even thinking about them. I can't believe I had to wait a week to see how that would turn out. The, mm -hmm. the worst cliffhanger that they could have possibly given us here because we know what the consequences could possibly be if they turned into legendary Tartar. Mm -hmm. And we're going to hear about more of those consequences when we get into the next episode. But Gia, is there anything else we left out of this episode? Because uh, this is, it feels like a two-parter, you know? Like, I know we do these in twos anyway, but this definitely yeah. feels like the first part to what we see will be the resolution of some drama in the next episode. I I love that these episodes are paired together. I love that they were you know, aired right after one another in terms of like week one, week two. These are the episodes that we're getting. Everything that I've already said before, I love that we got to see more of the school staff, even the teacher that has the naturally luxurious eyelashes. You know, everyone's getting their moments in there. Love to see it. Um, I would personally, I want to see more of that in season three. I don't know yeah. what we can expect from the final episodes of Abbott Elementary, but I'm hoping that they're picking up on how good these episodes were and the reason that they were good. And also I have watched, I know we said already like this last episode, Chappelle, you have already seen it like three times. I have watched that fight scene between all of the teachers like 50 times. Yeah. Every, every chance I get, I just want to feel something. And those fights were <laughs> so good. All the comebacks are so so good and oh my god just it was perfect the fight scene more of that more banter back and forth more of that nonsense I live for it yeah that was great and I do think that the like tertiary characters the ones out on the periphery the teachers the other teachers right Mr. Morton uh Miss Pinkney in this episode uh we uh we've met a few others as well the lunch lady I feel like I need more of them in season three. Like they don't have to have storylines. I'm not saying we need to add anybody to the principal cast. Maybe Erica. She needs to be, you know, she needs to be top billing. She is principal cast as far as I am concerned personally. Yeah. And so I just need like more of banter. You know what I'm saying? That's what I want. Yes. You know, more like somebody walked in the room and that's what we talked about. Even if all the cold openings are just enter Mr. Morton or, you know, someone else. And then they all talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed the fight scenes, but Gia, the next episode was a doozy. So after this brief break, we will be back to talk about Abbott Elementary season two, episode 19. Okay. So we just had this petition turned into Ava saying legendary charter is taking over Abbott. And of course we know this is bad. We know this is Draymond's doing. Uh, and so I'm thinking the episode is called Festival. So I'm thinking like, I don't know how this is going to tie in, uh, especially when it starts off talking about this proposal. The teachers are concerned because they don't know who will be forced to stay or leave if the charter school starts up. Um, and they even want to change the name to like Legendary Charter Presents Abbott Elementary. Did you did you like the Lee Daniels joke, Gia? Because uh, <laughs> Jacob not knowing who he was. Who is right. Lee Daniels? That was the most surprising part of this episode to me. But also, well, like, actually, that's a lie. Because one of the guest appearances we get later is actually the most <laughs> shocking thing. that I did, not I did not see that coming. But that and then having that be a running joke with one of the later bits was also very funny yeah and i i had to stop and say like you know and, and you might have more insights than to this to me but like do white people know who lee daniels is like uh yeah you know like are they are is he just like black famous because there's a ton of black famous people that just are famous to us you know <laughs> i so as someone that is also halfway little secret agent business going on there <laughs> but <My spy. laughs> i so I feel I thought that people were aware of who Lee Daniels was. So I don't know if this is just Jacob, but like also they had a movie coming out a few years ago that was literally called Lee Daniels, the butler. Like that is like mm -hmm. the full title of the movie. It was like you would think that would at least be a hint. And that seems like the type of shit that Jacob would go see. So mm -hmm. I just don't. I, I'm a little baffled that he does not know who Lee Daniels is, but maybe that is an exit. Like he is black famous. Yeah, 
And I yeah. think there's a whole list of black famous people that we probably need to explore, you know, at a different time. Um, so yes, agreed. <laughs> so um, all the teachers are working on their own tactics to save the school. Melissa says she's going to staple this information to the kids so that the like the parents will know. Barbara's going. It, I mean, flawless. Barbara's going to butter up Delisha Sloss at the school board like a freshly cooked corn on the cob. And Janine is going to canvas the parents as they do drop-offs at the school. Uh, we see Crystal, my favorite of yes! the parents so far. Um, I love Crystal so much because she's like one of those, like, you don't uh, judge a book by its cover, you know, yes. uh, because very much is given like off a stereotypical, like this parent won't be involved. Janine definitely felt that way, but she is so active that she's like, yes. oh, we're signing a petition to save Abbott. Of course, I don't want this school to go charter. I like whatever you need, I need to do. And, you know, I like that. And it, 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 it like incentivizes, or I guess it kind of like ignites this like fire in Janine too. So she like feels like she could go do it. Uh, all the rest of the parents are not, you know, Crystal. But, mm -hmm. you know, I was happy to see that she was back. I am obsessed with Crystal. I mm -hmm. love everything about her. I want to get Forever Bitch Petite Attire. The minute <laughs> that it is, the minute it is available, Crystal, send me a link in the DMs. I'll buy one of everything. I'm obsessed with it. But I that is also, that is also a tertiary character that I would love to see the... Mm -hmm recurring if we can get her to be like a parent volunteer a chaperone yes. for something like i don't care what it is i want as much of crystal on abbott elementary as possible and the actress that plays her is a very seasoned actress and i remember her from a lot of her uh appearances as a child star when she was much younger and mm -hmm. i would any chance i get to see her it makes me very happy and she kills in this role yeah, I of course. Like I, I have no no notes again. Like you say, no notes. Um, love Crystal here. So the canvassing is not going well. Uh, everybody, like I said, all the all the parents aren't aren't Crystal. So while that's happening, we're seeing them get shot down. Like, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to buy anything. I don't know what I'm signing here. Um, who's stapling? I don't. I don't believe in <laughs> climate change. Uh, yeah, I don't believe in climate change. That's a, that one stopped me. You know, that slowed me down. Um, but we also have my girl Erica. I mean, I'm talking about they were pulling out all the stops for this episode um, because Erica's in line and, you know, she's easily just signs the petition because she's Erica and, you know, a queen. Um, but then she's also looking at Gregory and she's just like, so Gregory, what's up? What y'all got going on? Because y'all... Like what she call him, Mister Whoopsie or something like that. Like she's like, <laughs> it was a uh, yeah. It was like um like oh it was it was a little whoops or something. Yeah. I can't remember the exact terminology she used, but it was so funny. Yeah, um, she's all in his business, and this is what I like because she just kind of asks, you know, are y'all gonna be just friends? What's happening here? Situationship? What's going on? Are y'all just going? Are y'all gonna be a couple or are y'all gonna be just friends? And of course, Gregory says, you know, we'll be just friends. But she does point out that there was a noticeable pause. Um, Gia, why are they playing in our faces? You know, they both single. Just do they're it. Just, just do it. They're just lying to themselves at the, like, I, what, what is the reason? What is the mm -hmm. reason to carry on like this? Because you're both single. You both obviously like each other. And, uh, you're not doing anything about it. And for some reason, we have all decided that we are going to be just friends. I did not sign off on this. Nope. Nope. We said we wanted Ava to date. I'm uh, sorry. Uh, Janine to date people. And she did. And so like, I'm like, she done it. She dated people. Now. She date person. I, yeah. She dated pe person. And, um, and you know, and it, it went how it went. And I'm not saying she needs to just go be in a relationship with Gregory right now, but you could just uh, start laying the foundation with a nice little situationship. You know what I'm saying? Like you ain't got to dive all the way in, but you can have a little something. I would not be opposed to seeing Janine date a little more before this mm -hmm. happens, but I can't deal with the, no, no, no. We already decided we're just friends business. And I certainly can't deal with sad Gregory feeling bad for himself because he keeps getting dumped. Like at some point, sir, you need to either 
get into a relationship or figure out what's going on with Janine because you are not making sense right now. <laughs> Something else that didn't make sense, or maybe it did to some people. Ava was on a job interview for Legendary Charter and I screamed. Um, she had a good reason. She said that the finest one in will be the first one out. And I was like, I think that that's probably accurate, right? You don't want to keep, you know, if you're firing people, you got to get your competition out the way and able to be the ultimate competition. I feel like of all of the teachers that we have there and all of the staff members, Ava's job is the one that is most likely to go. So, you know, go before they get you. Yeah. And I guess the job interview did not go well because Ava is now working on plan B, which is to get 500 signatures or uh, from the community, real names, real names for real people. You know, um, I mean, you got like 30 teachers, so you, could, you just got a good start, but they need more ideas. No ideas are stupid, except maybe locking all the doors in the school. So Addington can't get in uh, like lean on me. Uh, I love this. I love whenever, I think that's what it is. I love whenever you have the group of teachers together, you know, like the, just the five of them is, they're cool. They have a good rapport, but when you bring in like the, the, the peanut gallery, you know, that's yes. what I kind of like. I love just seeing the chaotic energy of the core group fester into everybody else. Cause you know, they were not like that when they started working there. This is what being around the same people every day does to you. I used mm -hmm. to be a delight, Chappelle. I used to be wonderful <laughs> and full of life and hope. And now I get mad at absolutely everything that goes on in my day-to-day -day life. So just people wear you down sometimes. Yeah. And you make a great point because now we start seeing these teachers act out of character a little bit. Um, Janine says they should do a hostile takeover of Addington. Um, they offer bribery. Mr. Johnson says he has a treasure map. Jacob is about to like dive across the table on Mr. Morton at some point. You know, it, it, they, all of them are acting out of character, but the person who surprised me the most, Barb, Miss mm -hmm. Barbara, ma'am, she says, why don't we just trick the parents so that we can win? And I was like, Barbara, yes, do it. That's I love exactly it. what you need I to love do. It. Mm -hmm. Listen, last season, she roughed someone up. She <laughs> de delved into the art of blackmail and, mm -hmm. Again, this is what being around the same people every day does to you. Barbara is going into the anti-hero, the villainess that she has always had the potential to be, but has not quite gotten there yet. But the system has finally pushed her over the edge. It, yeah, it did. They want to trick the parents. They want to have a festival at the school, a fun festival, if you will, uh, and invite the community and charge them the small price of signing the petition in order to get in. There'll be games, prizes, live music, and just like that, a very Abbott festival, also known as the Ava Fest, is in the works. This was perfect. Ava Fest is for the kids, and she had that acronym on lock. There was no hesitation in her voice, so... I think Ava has been thinking about this for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think she names other other events that she does, Ava Fest as well, because it just kind of fits. Um, it does. So, so yeah, um, this was good because we do see what happens at Ava Fest. We see the prep. We see the step team prepping. We see Mr. Johnson finding a dunk tank. Everybody's coming together to make this thing happen. You know, we even have the soupy versus solid mac and cheese debate. Um, I don't really have a, a dog in that fight. I like, I like good mac and cheese. I don't really care about the consistency. I just need it to taste good. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I was kind of like, go with, go with both. Go with both. Mix them up. Who knows? Um, yeah, different people but, like different things. Why not have both mac and cheeses? Uh, you could never have too much. So, Although I will say, though, soupy mac and cheese with a bunch of kids might not be. Yeah, might not be mm -hmm. it. But that's more Mr. Johnson's area of expertise. Mm -hmm. So I'll allow the professionals to take that on. Great point. Uh, even the students are starting to notice that something's going on because one of the like most adorable little kids I've ever seen just like uh, like asked Miss Janine if she's going to get fired, and then the kids are like, "Am I going to get fired?" And I start that's when it starts to sink in. We're like, "Oh yeah, now the kids are hearing about this as well, and now they're concerned that if you know Legendary Charter comes in, they're going to kick the kids out, and they're just going to pick the kids that they want." Um, so. At this point, we got to do what we got to do. We got to call in the big guns. Gregory suggests the headliner from uh, Paramore, you know, which we all love Haley. Um, 
which would be nice. But Janine suggests maybe Tariq should do it. So, Gia, who would you rather see perform, Tariq or Paramore? Well, I am just learning that Paramore has more members than Haley Williams. So <laughs> I, I am quite at a loss, honestly. But, you know, like, Tyreek's kind of famous now. He's Abbott Elementary famous. And I, I think that's more geared towards the kids. But if we're talking about the parents, I think they might be more excited to see Haley Williams and company. But yeah, they they liked Tariq. So I think that it, it all ended up working out. Right. Tariq could draw a crowd because he's from the area. They know they know him. They've I mean, we've seen them getting down to Tariq's music before for Fade. So, you know, this kind of makes sense. But Gregory is being a mega hater. You know, he's like, I mean, why you got to call Tariq? What's that about? Uh, you know, uh, what if what what he got to come back for? And I'm thinking, well, Gregory, if you ain't going to bust a move, what are you doing? Like, you know, you're like, oh, I don't want Tariq to come back because y'all might get back together or something. But you just going to wait around forever for her to, you know, be single forever. What You have to do something. You can't just don't... sit there. This is why you keep getting dumped, Gregory, because you do <laughs> shit like this. And then you call <laughs> Tariq anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, it does work out for him, we see. But yeah. Yeah. What was this like? Oh, you don't need to call Tariq. What's that? I don't want Tariq yeah. around. Sir, you're uh-huh. not doing nothing. So you might as well. Like, if, like what they say, if you ain't shit and get off the pot, get off the pot. <laughs> so Ava tells the teachers that they won't even need Tariq because luckily she has put Jasmine Sullivan on the flyer. Now, Gia, did you think for one second that Jasmine Sullivan was actually going to be here? No, I cannot believe other people <laughs> thought that Jasmine Sullivan was going to be there. Um, Ava's in her scamming era. This is Barbara's fault, and I agree. You said we about to start lying. What's up? My, you know, my lying, it, it has no name. I can, it's just, it, I'm lying to everybody, baby. We're not stopping here. You need to specify who can and cannot be lied to because if you just say that we are lying to everybody, you guys do not need to know all of the details of whether or not Jasmine Selman may or may not be coming to Abbott Elementary. Yeah, and she's definitely not. So Janine goes against the grain and kind of tries to educate the parents casually uh, without raising any alarms, of course, that this is the petition they're signing. Uh, but in the meantime, the festival looks great. Uh, you know, Jacob's getting dunked in some very murky dunk tank water, I would say. And even Amber shows up, cute as usual, with a Telfar bag from her new boyfriend, Pause. I thought she was going to say Mo. I would have fell out my chair. I really, I was waiting for Mo to show up, waiting for it. And I am not satisfied with how we left off with Mo, so I need him to return again. It's somehow, somewhere. Yeah. So she's got this new boyfriend named Rashawn. She moved very quickly to Gregory, not to Gregory's liking, uh, but it's a wrap for the two of them. Uh, he, she says, maybe you will find someone more, you're more your speed. And the whole time I'm thinking, and Janine's right there, you fool. So if that was what? not the most passive aggressive comment possible <laughs> with we need, you'll find someone more your speed, but yes, it's Janine. Janine is your speed, Gregory. Uh, of course. Uh, so Gregory and Janine end up going to ask Ava, when is Jasmine Sullivan coming to the festival? Clearly we find out there is no Jasmine Sullivan. Um, it was a lie because we lied to everybody. Barbara said so. So the goal was to trick the parents into signing the petition. And it seems like Ava understood the assignment while everyone else forgot the name of the game. That's how I feel here. Um, I, honestly, this is not the first or last time that Ava has lied to her staff members. So this is really on them because they did not look at past behaviors to come to a conclusion to this current predicament. Of course she lied. Right. And her lies don't discriminate. Uh, But Gregory, who knows Ava well, you know, like you said, you got to look at the history here. Mm -hmm. He has already made the call for someone to slay one for their day ones. It's Tariq. Um, He's been fired from Fade. He's been dropped from the legendary charter j- jingle. So this is kind of all he got going on right now. It's kind of chilling. Um, and he starts performing, which this is now my favorite Tariq song. You know, like I do miss the uh, the drug song, but Abbott on Abbott on Abbott. This, this is, this is a bop. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it went up. When I tell you that that is all that was on Twitter for <laughs> like, and at least 24 hours after this episode aired, the Abaddon, 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 it's, yeah. it's very catchy. This is some of Tariq's best work. 
And this is my kind of carrying on. Let's have a good time. You know, the, the parents are dancing. Everybody's kind of feeling it. We're seeing people signing the petition. But of course, Draymond has to show up and ruin everything. He tries to tell the parents like, oh, you're being led astray. The students are going to be held back because these teachers here at Abbott are afraid of change, but not us at legendary charter schools. We are going to make the changes and make and spruce Abbott up a bit. So, you know, it's not great, but it was the parents who start asking the hard hitting questions. They didn't need the teachers to educate them on this because they were legitimately concerned about their kids. Um, they look around at the festival and how much the kids and the community are enjoying it. They also point out that Addington has been kicking underperforming students out of the school. So he can talk about a makeover for the school and a lottery system, but ultimately they see through what he's talking about. Uh, and my favorite question for the, like for Draymond was, if Legendary has so many resources that Abbott doesn't have, why don't they just help out Abbott? And I was like, perfect. That's all I've been saying. You know what I'm saying? Like these charter schools come in with their resources sucking up funding and then they're like well you know come here because it's a good school if you have a surplus then you mm -hmm. could benefit the community by helping out help someone it's not like it's this is not rocket science man so yep excellent I, I love the scene. excellent question crystal a queen i'm telling you um i love this scene you know because i like seeing parents who have agency in their kids' education. You know, they yeah. take responsibility and they like to be active. A lot of times, parents have a lot of stuff going on. Jobs, all other kids, sickness, uh, stressors, family, all this other stuff. And a lot of times, parents aren't able to be as present as they would like to be, uh, especially in inner city schools, for a number of systemic reasons that I could get to for about an hour, an hour and a half. Uh, mm -hmm. But here, this they come together. One one. A uh, parent even says, I ain't been here all year, but this look all right to me. I was like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah, advocate for these kids. Yeah, I think and especially a lot of older media when we have like the like lean on me, you know, the mm -hmm. the shows or movies where we have uh, students in underfunded schools and in inner cities. Uh, what what are usually labeled as like troubled youth? They play it up like the parents are not around because that's what happens in in the hood you know they don't care they don't mm -hmm. they don't care they're absent that's all we really know is that they're not there and i like that this was an episode that really pushed against that idea that the parents don't care sure some of them are not there as often as they would like to be because of all the reasons that you said and probably some other reasons that we can't even think of right now but at the end of the day, these parents do care. They might not have as many resources as a school in the suburbs or a, a school like Legendary Charter that has all of the resources that they could possibly want, but they do care and they do want to see their kids do well and be happy. And this is an example of that. And it was the parents that pushed back on this idea of this change for their students, especially once they learned about all of the consequences that could come with legendary charter. Yeah. And the example that st stands out to me the most, you know, from like other media is coach Carter where yes. they, in, they in the hood <laughs> and they are sick of this man's shit. They're like, how dare you ask our co like our students to make a C average. This is blasphemy. Like a C, a C. Come on, man. They just asking that they show up and write their name on the paper. It's just a C. I think it was a C plus, to be fair. But you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like he was like, everybody needs to make 100 on every assignment. And those people in the hood rioted. And I just think that's propaganda because mm -hmm. that makes people think that that's the kind of parent you have around where there's like, I'm not involved in school enough to know that, one, these kids are not excelling, but also that C average should be like, bare minimum from a lot of the yeah. kids if they're trying especially student athletes so it's just a lot but this was totally like this was such a like breath of fresh air to me so i really enjoyed mm -hmm. it this is why i watched the episode so many times um so I, and i gotta but, say Tariq, not a parent has no kids also definitely understood the assignment here with calling him out for playing powerball with their kids so good being an ally Tariq. we stand with you Right. Uh, you gonna have a lottery service to see who gets into the school? Like, what the hell? You know, but 
Draymond is pretty much like laughed off the stage. They even hit him with the Sandman from the Apollo, Mr. Johnson with the push with the push broom. Uh, and now Mr. Buzzkill is gone, and Abbott on Abbott on Abbott is getting the party jumping again. Eventually, Draymond goes to Barbara and he tells her uh how impressed he is that he brought the community together, GM. Um that's not exactly yeah, that's not exactly what happened. Uh, and Barbara says, and I screamed because I was not expecting this from her. She says, the teachers can only teach so much. Ultimately, students have to decide what they want to be and who they want to be. And Draymond decided to be a jackass. This is the best line of the episode. A hundred percent. This is the line that's going to win Cheryl Lee Laral her second Emmy. So a hundred percent. And and so well-deserved as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so Abbott is saved thanks to in large part like all the teachers but of course and thanks to Gregory uh, he called Tariq Tariq came in and he handled up you know business and got everybody jumping and Janina's giving Gregory those like appreciative eyes and I was like mm-hmm. okay Jan- I'm sorry Janine stand up please, please. <laughs> no. no 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 this is the thing why is Gregory the hero <laughs> For doing the thing that Janine suggested, but she was all up on Ava for not giving her credit for the festival idea. So stand you up, know what? yeah, <laughs> stand up. I swear to God, Ava. <laughs> not Ava, Janine. Janine, get it together, girl. Like I get it. You guys are friends. Something happened. It was a whoopsie. Like grow up. Yeah. Yep. That. that's it and you know like normally i'm the one telling gregory to stand up but here janine your your simp is hanging out you know um Mm -hmm. this was embarrassing right uh one this was your idea you should take credit for it two Tariq saved the day not gregory um and so but you know she's got those eyes for him now i mean again what's stopping y'all you know so in the words of another Gregory that I know you know, Greg from Everybody Hates Chris, dude, he's so in there, you know? He's so in there. <laughs> um, is there anything else you add, you want to add, anything we missed? Because that wraps up the episode. And I guess that wraps up the Legendary Charter storyline completely. Like, we just got our big bad out the way. What's next? I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming we're going to have some more interactions like Melissa's sister works over there. We have some of those uh, teachers that Jacob interacted as well. I I can expect to maybe see them every once in a while. I would love for them to do like a field day episode where it's like Abbott versus Addington. Mm-hmm. But we will see. I would love an Add- Abbott versus Addington like amongst the students. Episode, like a spelling though, bee or something yeah yes, <laughs> yes. see that's yeah so I, I guess i guess addington can hang around for a little bit longer but it did feel good that they kind of shut this down because you know like this could have been looming for seasons you know and yeah. they very much got them out the way and i like to focus on the school that we do have and not the school that they want it to be yes agreed Okay, well, that's it. Again, listeners, thank y'all for listening and checking us out every other week for the most part. It's a little late, and we won't be back for a few weeks because there's not another episode until my birthday. April the 5th, uh, Abbott Elementary comes back with episode 20. So, of course, what we're going to do is cover 20 and 21 at uh, together. And then we're going to come back and do the following week, the finale of season two, uh episode 22 so uh gia yes what you been up to oh my god so many things so mm-hmm. oh i gotta think of all of them so start with I'm the 100 approval rating i know okay, nah, you gotta okay. do that one all right all right so on rhap you know that you know that podcast that little known podcast over there i had the honor of making my debut on robin akiva need a podcast during bracket season which is my favorite time of year to talk about our 100 percent approval bracket we talked about a bunch of different things 32 things that have 100 percent approval rating and did a bracket of them and I am so happy with the winner. I have never felt more seen in a bracket than <laughs> in this particular one. So this, this was great. Great time all around. Robin and Kipa were great. Please check it out. It's a very fun episode. I had a wonderful time also on actually, wait, now I got to think 
Well, if you're keeping score, some- listeners, Gia and I both have been on uh, the bracket season this year. Yes. So, I mean, look at the Abbott squad. We're doing things over yes. here, okay? Put some respect on our names. <laughs> yes. Believe that. <laughs> yeah. And, okay, so that's what I did on RJP. I have some other stuff coming for RJP soon, but not so soon that I can give a full shout out on it yet. Mm. But over on Silent Podcasts, I am doing my regular season coverage of Survivor 44 on my podcast. I don't know about that. And also, I am probably have some other projects coming up over there. So definitely stay tuned for that. Finally, oh yeah, I'm also doing Inside Survivor recaps on um, with my good friend Christine Palin every week with our weekly roundups for Survivor 44 as well. So keep an eye out for those. I think the next one should be out tomorrow, I believe. And I feel like there was something else that I'm forgetting. This has not been my day or my week, but Look, it's fine. You're it's booked fine. and busy. So I, I am mean... booked and busy. I've just it's been a lot. It's been a lot. Oh yeah. You can just follow me on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok at classicallygia for all of my other reality TV shenanigans. Yes. Keep up with Gia because she's doing so much. Uh and it's always a good time to listen to her on these podcasts. Thank Myself. You. I have a little bit going on as well. It's been very busy over here in House Chappelle. Uh, I am covering Snowfall with LaTanya and Mari on Post Show Recaps. This is the final season, and I'm hosting that. So come check us out if you like Snowfall. Uh, I'm also covering Bel Air. It's the second season of Bel Air, just like it's the second season of Abbott. And so uh, Puya and I are covering that on Post Show Recaps as well. Um, Ariel and I are talking about Grey's Anatomy on Post Show Recap. So uh, I think once a month we're going to drop a Grey's podcast because there's just way too many episodes. We're not doing a rewatch. We're talking about the current season and we're doing some deep dives into like some of the past dramas of Grey's Anatomy, uh, especially because Maggie is, um, you know, the actress. I heard, you know, whatever. She might be busy. No spoilers, but she might be doing some other things pretty soon. Um, so we're going to get into that as well. Uh And then I believe I'm going to be a mess magnet this week on RHAP. Uh, I will be joining Sasha Joseph to sub in for Kristen on Rob has a podcast, pop culture podcast called Mess Magnets, where we talk about the pop culture of the week. And uh, this is my debut. So look, look, look at the symmetry to you. Uh, I, you know, first rapper, first messer. Um, So check that out, of course. And, um, Check me out on Puya's stream. Uh, we spent three hours doing a bracket um, of 2000s music, and it was egregious. There were so many robberies, so many things, so many baddies put up against each other. It I, Honestly, just go give Puya the streams, but you don't really have to listen because it got heated. So check it out over there on twitch.tv slash Puya. Uh, and then follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show and follow at nothing but RHAP for my other podcast, Nothing But Netflix, where we are talking about Outlast again. So last week we talked about Outlast. Woo! We talked about Outlast season part two. And it was wild, wild white people doing white people shit, you know? And so Mike Bloom came to join Rob and I to cover that. It was a great time. So again, follow Nothing But RHAP. Uh, follow uh, the Survivor Diversity Campaign. Follow at Classically Gia. Follow at Chappelle's underscore show. And of course, subscribe and tell your friends about Abbott Elementary at Post Show Recap. Until next time, peace. Class is over.